This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play. That is that. What a good shot. Oh, Goal. Oh, post for Shearer. Goal. McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection. And it's a goal. Gets to Mitchell. It's another goal. Incredible. Hobble. It's very nice to have you back. Although I noticed that you were doing Hannah's is a Twitter space thing. How how many other men are you seeing right now? Just you two. <laughs> <laughs> and there's someone else missing tonight as well. Yeah, where's where's Jonah? I don't know. He's, I think he's a bit busy. He's running a bit late. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to get on, but we'll uh, see. Jonah being a Jonah. Um, to to ruin the magic, he's not coming on. So we we are we are Jonah free, unfortunately. But I'm sure he'll be back at some time, Steve. Wow. So the last time we, I mean, we, we talk regularly, but last time you were on the pod, so much uncertainty in, in, in the sense of what the season was going to bring us. So the last time I think was just before Scunthorpe um, with the season ahead, quite an exciting time, wasn't it? Because players were coming through the door, but still no idea with how the season has played out. It's gone all right, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, when we went to Scunthorpe, we didn't know what we were going to have that first day, whether we were going to win, lose, draw, play well, whether it was all going to come together or anything, because we'd only been together as a group probably, what, 10 days, mm. I think. So to get the first win, obviously that, that gives everyone the momentum and a bit of a feel good. And then kind of has kicked on from there, really, hasn't it? It really has. And from an outsider, it's been a thoroughly enjoyable season. A lot to do, a lot of that is to do with the, the relief of not having a 
being in 23rd, 22nd, 23rd, 24th place for, for weeks and weeks, like what happens to so many clubs who experienced what we did last summer? We've really been quite lucky and blessed to not endure the, the exact same struggles as others have done. I just, I don't even, it's funny because when we've talked on the pod about this, we've talked about like, as soon as the sort of caliber player started coming through the door, it was quite clear that it wasn't going to be a season of struggle, but they've still got to gel and they've still got to get along as a team and and sign up to, you know, the philosophies and so forth. But it really was just a really solid start to the season, wasn't it? We really hit the ground running. Yeah, we really did. Um, I think, there was a few players that you didn't know what they were going to be like. Obviously, players that have bounced around clubs before and similar to others that that's happened and they've come in. You just kind of you try to make them feel welcome and you try to give them what they kind of need to perform, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we seem to, as a group of like coaches, support staff, we seem to be hitting those boxes with players you know, and ticking those boxes and then they're performing to a good level, which is only good for everyone, really. What's it been like within the club to watch the evolution of this squad go from a bunch of strangers with a core of those who stuck around last season, from last season, to the sides that we see now, which, you know, we've had a couple of bumps in the road, but when they're clicking, they, they, they look like they've been playing alongside each other for years. I think a lot of credit's got to go to the club and how we operate day to day now. So, for example, they eat at Beversbrook at the training ground rather than driving back to the ground every day. So they're all together a lot of the time, um, whereas previous seasons... They've been driving to the training ground, doing training, getting in their car, driving back to the ground. Some have been going back, some haven't. Um, some have been getting treatment at the ground. Some have been in the gym. So it's all been a bit disjointed for the last, well, since I started the job. But now everything's, there's a schedule two weeks ahead. So you know what you're doing and where you are. You've got, um, yeah, the players eating all together. They know they have a schedule for treatments every day. Uh, gym sessions, it, it's all organised really well, which means that they're together more, which means that they can focus more on what they're doing and spend time together and get to know each other, really. And all that sounds like it's par for the course everywhere else. So it, it's kind of like a novelty at Swindon, given the of way course, things yeah. went. But that that that's the way it should be, isn't it? Of course. And we're, well, what we say now is it's a proper football club. And prior to, obviously, this season, it, it wasn't. It was, you know, how it was and how everybody knows it was. But yeah, it's just a proper football club. We get we get things done properly. Nice. That's good to hear. Man City aside, because we'll talk about that a bit a bit later. What have been the standout moments for you so far this season? Uh, obviously, Scunthorpe on the first day. Yeah, that was that was brilliant because again, you didn't know what you were going to get. And from the well, fan side of things, it was very emotional. Was that the same for you guys in the support staff? Oh, of that, course. That been there, yeah? Of course. And then at the end of the game, Scott Marshall was very much like, come on, we'll go over to the fans and everybody comes over and we all give them a clap. And, you know, and we all went over and that was like, especially like as a fan working in the club, like to go across with, with Marshy and, and the other coaches and all the other staff 
you know, and the fans had all turned out and there were so many of them there. Um, yeah, that was like, you know, we've won the game. Ben Gladwin scored a goal, you know, which is like for us again as fans, it's his first game back. He scored an absolute screamer. We've won the game. Considering we didn't know where we were going to be, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a moment to be fair. Yeah. What were the others? I don't know. It's been such a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> Walsall away, actually. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, if you win that, you're in the third round. And we played well. And I mean, they had a bit of it. And there was a bit of a moment where we were thinking, oh, they could, you know, they could do something here. But, you know, we put the game to bed. We did really well. I think it's just been professional jobs, you know. And it, uh, that, that was a highlight. Obviously, beating Northampton at the weekend was good. Obviously, scoring five five goals is, is mad. And McCurdy scoring four of them is really good. Just those, really. But again, I think it'll be more at the end of the season when we sit back and we look and we see where we are and we'll see where the big moments were. Yeah. Mansfield is the absolute midway point of the season. I think it's game 23, isn't it? So this is a good time to sort of look back and reflect on on the last few months there. I think I think Bristol Rovers away was good fun, wasn't it? That yeah, was, it was a good one. Forest Green away, there's another one. It's away um, though, isn't it? It tends to be yeah. away. That was sort of so good about the Northampton game at home because, because everything had been away and it really did give I mean I don't know what people have been complaining about. You know, I I've you know got a half season ticket now and Stephen Edge aside, I've seen a five two uh, you know, I've seen Man City play and, you know, I've seen us play very well. You know, I don't know what all the all the noise was about. I don't, I don't know what the fuss is. I see no issue. <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to win every game at home now for the rest of the season. There you go. <laughs> that, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? As long as our waveform remains as well. That would be that would yeah, be promotion. What, what is the sort of feeling in the in behind the scenes in relation to what we can achieve? Are we sort of very much like we are going for promotion or are we still taking it you know each game as it comes or is there is there real ambition to get out of this division well, in a positive way SAP from a kitman point of view we, we obviously just go game to game and we make sure that everything's done as it needs to be done to give the, the lads the best opportunity to, to perform but I think yeah you can't get to this point of the season and be three points off third with Mansfield Tuesday night um the top three go up automatic. You can't be in that pit, in that situation and not really feel like you can push on and 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 you know get promoted. Really, I mean, that's got to be everyone's ambition, I'd imagine. Um, obviously, it's not really spoken about within within the club. We just focus on the next game, and you go and do that. And you try and win that game. But I mean, from our point of view, me and Jonah talk about it. Obviously, um, we sit in a van for many many hours. Um, so we talk about all kinds of stuff, but definitely like, you know, we, we'd love to get promoted. Can you imagine having a second promotion in three years? And actually when you get promoted, it'd be a proper promotion, not like last time, you know, and then you know that next season you're going to actually be able to move and try and compete and, and do stuff. Whereas last time we went up, you know, the investment wasn't there and we didn't really look to do anything. But this time, you feel like if we can go up, that will be justification for everything that's happened over the last six, seven months. Obviously, longer for the for the guys that have come in and taken over. And then we can push on and, and do even more, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah, Richie Wellens' championship season was sort of stolen from us by the pandemic, really, wasn't it? It was, it was really Stop beginning us. to... 
it was really beginning to become this great thing. And I think we, we did try and consider it that and it was thoroughly enjoyable until it grinded to a halt. But I do agree that the manner of the championship winning season isn't how you want to do it, is it? Not by mathematical equations. You want to do it through, you know, performances on the pitch. And and now it's an opportunity for us to do it all over again. And and hopefully, I mean, I couldn't care less if it was first, second, third or playoffs. It'd be nice to go up in the playoffs, wouldn't it? But um, any any way out into League One in with the first season of trying after all, after everything would be amazing but behind the scenes steve who who are the new regulars to the uh to the kit room to the kit oh, most of them really hey that's um, good to know. obviously we have we've made the kit room a bit of a bit of a place to be like especially on a match day <laughs> just because there's not really any other places for the players to go other than the changing room because obviously it's an old ground there's not there's not social areas as such so like we use different corners for different things, but we got the sofa in there. We got the TV in there. Um, the, N64? Yeah. No, no N64, but Sky sure. Sports. So that usually, you know, that right. usually does the job for the boys. Um, yeah. And they all just come in, they sit around, we have a chat. A um, little bit two touch gets played, obviously not with me, but uh, yeah, no, the boys, the boys have a good time. And they, I, I feel like they need that within the club, um, just somewhere to be a bit freer and a bit, bit more sociable while they're in the club rather than just when they're out and yeah so most of them to be honest uh, who's in there all the time well until yesterday or today uh, Kane, Kane Kessler Adam was in there quite a bit uh, especially on the match day what a but, shame uh, that was a sad one yesterday yes yeah, so, so what do you think then because do you think that's it now for Kessler Hayden um well I don't, I don't know I mean we Mildy just came out of the office and just said where's Kane and I went oh do you want me to get his stuff together, do you? <laughs> so, so we got his stuff together, me and Jonah. He did the boots, I did all his shirts and stuff, and then he went and found him. And, you know, and, that's and the, that was that. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. So it was very sudden, was it? Oh, yeah, we, we had no idea. We were all waiting for the gym session. In the kit room, Kane was in the changing room. They were just getting ready to do their gym session. And yeah, that was when he found out. That was when we found out. And you just get the stuff together. You have a little chat. He says, thanks for, you know, Thanks for all your efforts while I'm here. You wish him all the best. You give him his stuff and goes and gets in his car and goes home. Wow. Yeah. And but that's yeah. it. And that's that's how it is, really. Yeah. How, how, how is that for you? Because sometimes, you know, footballers can be, you know, not have the greatest spells on the pitch, but they can be really sound off the pitch and then they're just gone, whether it be loanies or 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 permanent players. That 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 would dent my soul every now and oh, again if it was someone I really like. It's the worst bit of the job. I remember, obviously, January when, uh, last January was it? Must have been, yeah. When DJ left. Oh, that was like, last minute we're getting a text from from DJ. Oh, I need to get my stuff because I need to go there to do this and do that. So we're rushing into the ground. Jonah went in, got all of his bits and pieces together. Yeah, and he just come picked his stuff up and was gone. The reality yeah. is, you want to just barricade his stuff in the in the office or wherever in the room, and <laughs> and say you can't go, and then suddenly he misses deadline. <laughs> and D- DJ was top lad as well, so yeah. it's you know that that kind of yeah. When when a top lad who's also a top player just disappears, and it pretty much is just a disappearing act, they're just gone, and that's it. You know, um, 
Some come back, like Doyler and Yatesy, and then they leave again, so you have to go through it twice. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's, it's part of the job. Like, it's the toughest part of the job, because you do. You, you make relationships with these, with these players and these lads, because you're with them every day. Do you know what I mean? You travel the country with them, you watch them play, you see their ups, you see their downs, you know, you see them in the team, out the team, injured, fit, you know, winning games, losing games, and then, you know, they're either there for ages or they're in and they're out relatively quickly. What do they think of your TikTok content? Oh, Harry loves it. Of course he does. He <laughs> thinks, I, thinks thinks we've only got viewers because of him. Um, <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. His videos have definitely got more views than anyone else's. Yeah, no, they they will watch it. I know Reedy and Easty watch it a lot. They, every video we put out, they're, you know, straight on it, having a watch and seeing what we're doing. I mean, they're with us most of the day anyway, but yeah, they, they see what we do. And I think I think it, it just shows a bit as well what we do do and how we set the changing rooms up and how much goes into it, how much thought goes into it. There's less out there about kit men. So people don't really know what the job is and what it entails, you know, and, you know, where you are within, like, the shuffle of the football club. And so I think it's a good thing to get some get some content out there and for people to see it. Yeah, did you never consider getting some wheelie bins for players to uh, have ice baths at the end? Uh, we do have <laughs> wheelie bins, yeah. You're not sharing yeah, we the have- wealth? We actually already had, we got one at the training ground and one in the ground, but then we got two baths in the ground as well that they can have ice baths and hot baths and everything else in. But uh, yeah, that was a strange request in Man City. <laughs> can I have a wheelie bin full of ice, please? What, no water, just ice? Yeah, just ice. Oh. Sorry? How? What? But there you go. And um, how, I mean, people use TikTok. What, what's the handle? How do people find you? Um, at life of a kit man, life of um, kit man, yeah, yeah, nice. that's okay. it, right? Well, the one that I definitely saw was the reaction to the FA Cup third round <laughs> when when you were all going, well, you were all keeping it quite calm by the looks of it when when Man City were were announced. Um, we, we clear, tried to <laughs> <laughs> clearly a, a huge moment, and then you know it, you're a fan as well, so I think we were all a bit giddy on on that front but what what was the preparation for that game like for you was it no different or were um, there new hurdles new tasks as a result of that big game not really any difference to be honest i mean we we did mainly the same thing throughout the week um we got in a little bit earlier on friday just to make sure everything was absolutely on point for the boys when they got in um there was a few late changes to the team. So we had some bits and pieces ready that we could just chuck in if we needed to and change some things around. But yeah, I, I just like, yeah, we, we just mainly did the same thing that, that we would always do, you know, if, if I'm being honest. There was no real change because it was Man City. I, I didn't see the need for things to be different from our point of view because of who they were. It was still a football match and we were still there to try and perform and try and get something from the game. We didn't really know what team they were going to bring. So I think you had to go into the game thinking you could get something because when you hear about the COVID outbreak in their camp, you're thinking, well, maybe they'll just bring the kids and then we've got a real chance of 
you know, doing something. So we need to be ready to take that opportunity if it's there. Um, and then obviously we saw their team sheet about 20 minutes before it went out to, to the public and we were a bit shocked. But, you know, it's what it is. It's what you wanted to see, isn't it? It really was. It, it was quite funny, really, because I recorded a post-match with Terry and I felt like I was being quite downbeat. Um, I really enjoyed the occasion, you know. I, I had a great day. I took a day off, you know, spent a lot of time in Swindon, you know, met up with Connor. We had a great couple of hours in the pub just uh, conversing and the game started. The atmosphere was brilliant. And it, what it felt more like an exhibition atmosphere. It felt like an atmosphere of a crowd of Swindon fans that were just happy to be there, happy to, for the occasion. Didn't have that electricity that the playoff nights have or the games where, you know, we really should, we need to win this. It didn't have that, but it was just like a gathering of 12 and a half thousand people who have this relationship with a football club that really had some tough times and it feels like a sort of like a bookend. Um, and now we can sort of move on from the summer in many ways and kick on. And that was the occasion. Oh yeah, I agree. I feel like, um, yeah, it's not, it's not the same as a playoff night because a playoff night, it's a team in your league. You know you can beat them. If you win, you're going to Wembley. You know, it, it's, it's got so much on it. Um, and obviously you can get promotion off the back of it. So it, it is a different, different animal. I don't think anyone really expected us to get anything out of the game other than mm. obviously us, <laughs> you know, and the players were, were, you know, were up for it and ready to go, um, which it showed by the performance, I thought. I thought mm. the boys really, you know, worked hard and, got stuck in and I thought I thought at times we looked like you know we could you know get the ball wide get the ball in the box I think Iden had a good cross that that was cut out by Kyle Walker but you know it, it it obviously was an occasion but yeah I think you know we got Mansfield in 48 hours from now um you know and we're we, we've got to go and try and win, win these games now and we've got to look to try and you know get promoted haven't we we got we got a it is the end of that section of the season. As you said, we're halfway through. Um, yeah, and you just got to, yeah, take it for what it was. It was an unbelievable experience, especially from our point of view. Um, you know, you're walking down the tunnel in the corridor and Kevin De Bruyne stood next to you. And, you know, you're on the pitch doing the warm-up and I go to get a ball from in their half and Nathan Ake's passing to Carl Walker. <laughs> and you're just thinking that this is a bit crazy, um, you know, and then we move on from it. It was, it was brilliant. Um, yeah. And I thought the boys did themselves proud and, you know, you move on now and we try and try and achieve something this season. Really. Yeah. There wasn't a single 90 minute stinking performance by any of the players by a long stretch. Of course, there were a little few moments, few wobbles here and there, but it generally was one of those games where, you know, I think every single Swindon player can come out of it and go, yeah, I'm proud of what I did here and there. But I, I, just on that bit as well, yeah. I think it needs to be said that everybody should be proud of what, of what was achieved. Because if someone had said six months ago, you're going to have a full stadium, you're going to be on the TV against the best team in the world, you know, and everything's going to run relatively smoothly. Obviously, there's some hiccups here and there. Um, but yeah, everybody within the club, 
I think needs to be really proud of everything they did. Yeah. You know, right from like people in the shop, right through to commercial, right through to the the fitness guys, the physio, you know, us, the players, the coaches, everyone needs to be, you know, really proud of everything they did to Absolutely. make it happen. Absolutely they should. And and it's a nice, like I said earlier, I think it's a nice way to sort of attempt to I get I guess, you know, I'm not a Swindon Town employee, never have been, could never imagine what you went through, what several of your colleagues went through. But I sort of suffer this sort of PTSD of the summer where when it's brought up and it's brought up by lots of fans in absolute, you know, innocence and in very, you know, valid ways. But every time someone mentions the summer for me, I just feel... I just feel it all coming back, you know. I, you know, I had a very mild involvement with things behind the scenes during during the worst of it, and and I've said it on the pod a few times. I just I never want to experience that again. But every time someone keeps on saying like what happened in summer, and it happened, you know, there's no there's no avoiding that. I just suffer this sort of oh, let's move on, let's move forward, and I'm so keen for that. And I know if Swindon went up you know, those references will come again. Um, but every time yeah. I say, you know, um, we get a draw and we conceded in the last minute, people go, well, we drew today, but this time six months ago, we almost didn't have a club. And every time I hear that, I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, we've, we've got to move on from the summer. Yeah. It's very valid. It happened. And we were on the brink in many ways. But but yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's where we need to go now. The focus all needs to be on achieving something for the rest of the season and moving forward I think yeah yeah and and for you again like you know one of the things from that TikTok video was quite clear is that the excitement of you know Pep coming to town unfortunately he didn't <laughs> and for for a lot of it too and for about 12 24 hours there was this sort of feeling that it was going to be, you know, squad numbers 70 upwards, wasn't there? And I, I think yeah, of course. If, if you listen to the press conferences, in, in fairness to Manchester City, they never ever said that they were going to pit, bring a bunch of kids. It was implied by a couple of journalists. And to be honest, I bought that and I kind of thought, OK, well, we'll, we'll get the kids. But it, it, it sounds like the COVID sort of outbreak impacted the juniors more than it did the seniors and the team that we got was the bare bones, but we assumed bare bones would be, you know, yeah, inexperienced players. I think a lot's got to be said for there was players that didn't have COVID. So mm. Pep made that decision to send those players and yeah. that they would take it seriously and they would respect the work that people are doing. And they weren't going to send the under 23s. They were going to send the strongest team they could send. Yeah. You know? And so to see those players actually on that team sheet and you're thinking Gundogan's in the middle, you're thinking Bernardo Silva's there, Carl Walker, who obviously in the summer, in fact, funny story, in the summer, every time someone broke on England, I was going, oh, it's all right, Carl Walker's there. <laughs> and that's what I kept saying to Jonah was, uh, in the summer, I was just like, oh, it's all right, Carl Walker's there, it's fine. And then obviously Friday night comes and he's recovering from 60 yards out of position at ridiculous speeds. And I'm thinking... Doesn't matter what we do here, Carl Walker's there. Oh man. <laughs> so I, I said to him, I said, Oh, Carl Walker's there. And he just started laughing. <laughs> well, it was it was funny because 
with McCurdy's goal, fine finish, even Kyle Walker, even yeah. though he didn't stop the ball, he made it look so much better with his diving lunge. But the ground he covered to get back to stage from the halfway line. line from the halfway line was insane. But it, the goal was the goal was terrifically symbolic. And you know, he is the it guy at the moment, McCurdy. And yeah. it's it's good for, that it's good that he scored those four. Scored. It's good that he scored those four goals and didn't have the the obstacle of Man City getting in the way of that run and he's managed to score in this one. So hopefully his confidence will only grow. Agreed. And and the thing about that goal is it's in front of the town end. Yeah. And you're thinking it, it, that's a moment, Matt. You know, McCurdy, well, Johnny Williams draws everybody in, releases it at the right time, McCurdy's touch and finish. And you're thinking that's a real moment and the town end's going off. You know, and the whole stadium's erupted as if we're winning. Like, yeah, it, it, that was, yeah, it's a great moment. Isn't it? Yeah, and we, we were perfectly within our right. I think a few outsiders were like, why is he celebrating, you know, 3-1 down? Or, you know, why are they celebrating like they've just taken the lead? It's just like, if you get the context, you understand. And <laughs> yeah, it, it and was, they're the best team in the world. And the best team in the world who <laughs> brush aside teams multiple yeah. goals to nil well, you know it's a, didn't they beat Leeds 7-0 or something yeah, a couple of yeah. weeks back right. yeah I mean yeah. I don't I don't think they broke much of a sweat with Swindon but it's they they could have easily won that game 7-1 if 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 the rubber the green didn't <laughs> I say rubber the green we still lost 4-1 but there were obviously there was a yeah. penalty save by by Lewis Ward there was they, another great save by Ward to deny Rodri and there were a few other moments where if they wanted to, they could have really, really made us look a bit. Well, they they could have hit yeah, us of harder, but it didn't. And second half, we improved vastly, and we really got into our rhythm a little bit more, and we played with a bit more confidence after that shaky sort of opening half hour. But tremendously proud of of what we did on on live television. I'm disappointed I didn't see Ali McCoy though. I I, I would have. Did you see him? No, I didn't. No, they, they I hide saw them. Ashley Cole. He was oh, he Ashley Cole was in and around the tunnel, which was which was nice. He was having oh, a bit of a chat with everybody, fantastic. so that was nice. But no, I didn't see Ali McCoy, unfortunately. But the key is, whose shirt did you get? Well, I may have got Kevin De Bruyne's shirt, hey, and it, it may be up, it may be up in the kit room on the wall with all the other ones, or it might be in a safe locked away where nobody nope. can ever. <laughs> Nope, it is on the wall <laughs> with all the others, with Mark Travers, with with Charlie Austin, with Jerry Yates and Kevin De Bruyne. Nice. Yeah. And Kane Kessler-Hayden. Yeah, and Kane Kessler-Hayden now. Yes. Wow. Yes, I mean, indeed. you can argue with that. I mean, there's a few big names in there, but De Bruyne, one of the best of, 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 the, of the modern Premier League years, certainly. Um, very course. nice. Yeah, and I'm sure he was happy to come back and you know play a bit better than he did when he was at Chelsea. I don't even think he was that bad when he played at Chelsea. It was just Jose Mourinho that, that felt that. But but yeah, he, yeah, he was he was very good, wasn't he? Oh, that's really nice that you got a good shirt. Even though, what do you what do you think of that Man City shirt? Yeah, I'm not a massive fan. I've got to say. Yeah, if we yeah, had I'm if not, we had I'm the Puma design that. that just said Swindon instead of the badge. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit weird. The badge is on the back and really small. Oh, um, is it? Just like above their name. Oh. Yeah, on the back of the shirt. But yeah, no, I, I'm not really feeling it. And it's actually like in the design of the shirt as well. Ah. So if you see it up close, you, there there is 
the, the badge is there, but obviously you can't see it when you, you know. And to have Man City written across the shirt is weird. Yeah, that yeah, not a massive it, fan. It, if it's in the material, then we'll never have it because that probably costs a little bit more for for League Two level, League One yeah, level, certainly. So, yeah. but it, it's just a little bit like counterfeit shirt on holiday in Europe, sort of look, <laughs> doesn't it? It, it doesn't. <laughs> hey, it's up to them. If that's what people want to do, that's what people want to do. That's what they want to do, and we are very happy with our with our relationship with Puma. There we go. Is that what I needed to say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, closing now. Really, it's been really nice talking to you again. So we've got we're in the middle of a transfer. We're not in the middle. We're in the early stages of a transfer window at the moment. We've lost two players so far in Alex Gilbert and Kane Kessler Hayden. We've got a couple of new guys coming in in Manny Idem. Is it Idem? Yeah, Idem. It's yeah. Idem, and yeah. also Jake O'Brien is coming in too. Yeah. What's the process in in relation to getting all the stuff up and running again? Is there extra work when the signings come in for you? Yeah, I mean, Ben Chorley will come and have a chat with me and Jonah um, and he'll give us a bit of a heads up on what's happening, if someone's coming in on whatever day, um, what they might need, you know, what their preference on maybe squad number is, if he knows that. If not, then when they come in, he'll bring them to the kit room to see us and we'll have a bit of a chat, introduce ourselves, that kind of stuff. Then it's a case of once he's in the building, you figured out what number you're working with, uh, then it's printing up all the training kit so that you can get on and train um, and then obviously match kit's ready for, for the next game so that you're ready to go um, obviously we've got Mansfield Tuesday night so we've got a little bit of work to do before then in terms of getting match kits ready you know for then um, but yeah it's just it's basically yeah as things happen we you know get a little heads up and, and then we know roughly where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing with it. Yeah. How are the how are the new two settling in? Are they doing all right? Uh good. Yeah, good. Manny's Manny's been with us a little while because he's been on trial. Mm. So we've had him for, for a couple of weeks. Um he's a lovely kid. Um loves to chat. So that's that's always good. Jake's only been there a few days. Um so not really had too much to do with him yet. But again, seems like a great lad. Um he's massive by the way. Massive <laughs> bloke. Yeah, he gives um, me yeah. flint vibes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he seems good. I don't know. Yeah. Well, seems think, like a nice, nice lad. Well, yeah. fingers crossed. And and final question. How keen what? was Steve Mildenhall? <laughs> How keen was he to see Lewis Ward's sadly sent off um, or like have a very minor injury um, while he was sat on the bench? To be honest, I think Mildy needs a little while before a game knowing that he's involved to get his head around it. <laughs> because he was sat in the kit room a little bit worried (laughs) that he might have to play against the best team in the world so that was that was fun um, yeah we we got on him a little bit about it but you know we got his kit ready we got it all printed up and ready to go so he was ready I think and if he had had to have come on and done a job he'd he'd have had to have come on and done a job but yeah I I think he was hoping Wardy didn't come off for any reason (laughs) Uh, just because, yeah, can you imagine? He's had his time, hasn't he, Mildred? He's had his career. It would have been great fun, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, it would have been great. Um, but yes, we're all glad that Wardy um, survived. Steve, thank you very much. No problem. Try the box to Moncare. Good run by him and now match goal. 
The Lowe's Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 